Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Hey, thanks for tuning in. It's another edition of the Growing in Grace podcast. I'm Joel, the Breeze Man, Breeze of Gee, with Mike, the Cap Kapler, growingingrace.org. Big shout out to those who are listening on, uh, well, I guess your favorite podcasting app, whatever that might be. It's kind of cool. You can listen on um, you know, Podbean. You can listen on TuneIn. Some of these things that a lot of people don't necessarily um, use. But then you've also, of course, got Spotify and Pandora and iHeartRadio and Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Just a variety of ways to listen to the Growing in Grace podcast as opposed to, you know, 17 plus years ago when we started this thing and it was on an internet radio station. And then I began posting it just to a website and I just listed out the dozens or so of pot of um, episodes that we had had at that time so anyway it's really great to have you on board with us uh, thanks for uh, sharing this with somebody uh, really this uh, whole podcast thing gets out through word of mouth we don't advertise we don't do anything like that um, we we will of course post it on social media but that's about it it's up other other than that it's up to uh, other people spreading the news about the growing and grace podcast and again we thank you for that Cap. Yeah, it's pretty cool how we what what you just said. Uh, this has become what it is and grown into what it what it, what it is out there in Podcastville through word of mouth. We just put it out there. Now I don't know, Joel. When we first started this thing, we talked about it during our anniversary shows a few weeks back. But we were it was really called more of an internet radio show because the mm-hmm. internet was well for a lot of people it was still. A relatively fresh thing, uh, and and this internet radio thing. Correct me if if I'm wrong in my thinking here. Were were we just like scheduled to be on at certain times yeah. of the day? Yeah, I think there was a schedule. There were different um, Grace teachers that were on this internet radio station, and we were on at a certain a, a few different times a day. And I think as we had more episodes, it was more spread out. But in the beginning. It was probably the same episode. I think I think it was like four different times a day, something like that. And then we ended up having some of the podcast. You know, maybe would have two different epi- episodes airing on a given day, something like that. It's so long ago. I don't remember these things. <laughs> <laughs> My kids were toddlers, and now they're you know, grown. I mean, there adults. was so. I mean, that's the other cool thing about this, of course, right? Is you can pull it up anytime, anywhere. Um, you know, for those of us who are older, there was a time, I know this will cause the room to inhale when I say what I'm about to say for you young people out there, but there was a time where we had to put our Chips Ahoy cookies and popcorn down on the couch and get up and change the channel on the television. (laughs) Um, and, and of course, you know, you couldn't just pull it up on demand or stream it or whatever. We only had three channels and, uh, you know, <laughs> with the podcast, you can listen anytime, anywhere in the world. That's fantastic. As long as you have that internet connection. Right. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. My brother came to visit, um, don't get to see him all that often. He lives across the country. And so uh, in the spare bedroom, um, which used to be my son's room, we made it into like a, a room where we just place a bunch of junk 
<laughs> but then when my we knew my brother was coming, we cleared some things out and made it in the spare bedroom. But anyway, we put a TV in there with a Roku, and it's like, make yourself at home. You, you can watch whatever you want. It's like, like you say, back in the day, you had to get up and change the channel. You might have had four channels if you had you know public TV access. Otherwise, we just had like the three, ABC, NBC, and CBS, and then maybe IPTV, Iowa Public Television. And you had to get up and change the channel. But so things are so different these days. I love what God is doing. Yeah, you know, social media can be a bad thing. It can be a good thing. It can be used for all kinds of different things. In and of itself, let's put it this way. The social media is amoral. It's not either moral or immoral. I remember Dana Key of DeGarmo and Key used to say this about music. Music is neither moral or immoral. It's amoral. Music in and of itself is amoral and the same with the social media it can be used for good it can be used for bad but it's how it's used and i i like this use of it we're able to put this podcast out there there's a lot of other great grace podcasts out there too and um you can just listen whenever you want on your own schedule so anyway we have been talking about we've been going through hebrews focusing on this idea of god's forgiveness one thing that I've really wanted to stress throughout this whole thing is that it is secure. The forgiveness that we have in Christ is secure. It's not something that ebbs and flows. It's not something that comes and goes. It's not something that you, know, you might be forgiven, but then if you go and mess up, you got to seek forgiveness again. You got to you know, start living right. And you know, if you don't start living right, then you just might not be forgiven. But this is a forgiveness that was secured by the blood of Jesus. By, by the sacrifice of Jesus, one sacrifice for all. And that's what we've been looking at in uh, Hebrews 7, 8, 9. We're in Hebrews 9, and we, we talked last week about how wh- where there is a testament or where there is a will, there must also be the death of the testator. And the testator in this case is Jesus. Uh, for a testament is in force after men are dead, since it has no power at all while the testator lives. So while Jesus was alive, walking on planet Earth, The New Testament was not in effect yet. Jesus was still ministering under the Old Covenant. Therefore, not even the first covenant was dedicated without blood. For when Moses had spoken every precept to all the people according to the law, he took the blood of calves and goats with water, scarlet wool, and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book itself and the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant which God has commanded you. So, this Old Covenant was commanded by God, and it had a purpose, and as we see earlier on in this uh, in this chapter and in the epistle itself, we'll see that that was all, it was all meant to be symbolic of something, and it never took away sins, but it was symbolic of the blood of Jesus, which would take away sins, which would secure eternal, not temporary, redemption. So our forgiveness in Christ is good forever. As long as Christ lives... You know, because Christ died, but then he rose again from the dead. So as long as he's alive, you are secure. Your forgiveness is secure. You don't ever have to worry about losing your salvation because it's not based upon you. Yeah. Um, think about that. Every every commandment of the law, you know, all 613, declared by Moses to the people. He took the blood of the animals, sprinkled it on both the book of the law itself and the people, how would you like to be in the front row of that church service? 
<laughs> no wonder they needed to have washings. Yeah, really. it just got just got splattered with blood. And and how easy would the book be able? Uh, how easy would the book be read with a bunch of spotted blood in there? Um, but anyway, uh, so this is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you, says Moses. And in the same way, uh, he sprinkled with blood both the the tent, the tabernacle, all the vessels used in worship in in that ministry. And indeed, verse 22 of Hebrews 9, indeed, under the law. See, because that, that's really what we're contrasting here, is the law which was contained in the first covenant which became obsolete compared to the new covenant established by Jesus Christ, as we mentioned last week, that occurred at his death. So indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood. Without the shedding of blood, there is... Uh, the King James, New King James says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. ESV, another perspective, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. That's why something we brought out some weeks ago, that's why we know the completion, the validity of the sacrifice of Christ brought the forgiveness of sins for the world, you see. Um, because if that were not true, then Jesus would have to keep coming back over and over and shedding more blood. Again, the contrast here is that's what used to occur under the old covenant with the blood of animals, which really couldn't take away sins. Um, it brought a temporary forgiveness. It brought a covering and atonement, but it didn't take them away. It didn't bring a, a purification of the conscience. There was still the guilt factor, uh, because that's what that ministry was meant to do. It was designed to bring people into a place of hopelessness and despair and, and repeat things that couldn't get them to where they needed to be in a place of righteousness, even though they were trying. Uh, they were trying to do all the works of the law and so on and so forth, but they were dead works. So it was necessary for the copies of the heavenly things to be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ entered not into holy places made with hands. We are talking about what you just mentioned, Joel, uh, the copies, the models I mentioned last week, the shadows, uh, but not the real substance of, of the heavenly things. Christ entered not into those places that, that people uh, created, um, which were just copies of the things that were true, the real things, but he went into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God on our behalf, um, nor was it to offer himself repeatedly, as we just mentioned, the high priest which did uh, enter the holy place repeatedly. Jesus didn't have to do that. They, they did it with the blood of the animals repeatedly. Jesus did it once with his own blood. Because, again, he would have to suffer over and over again if we needed to keep seeking more forgiveness from God again. And, and so this is all very good news for, for all of us. It's just simply matter uh, a matter now of, of believing, embracing, and, and receiving this. Yeah, that's, that's really it. See, the, I, lo I love the contrast that is made here. I mean, the, the, peop the Hebrew people who would have received this epistle, uh, you know, and, and people have told us, you, sh you shouldn't be reading from Hebrews because it was for the Hebrews. And, it, okay, yes, it was, this was written to the Hebrew people who had the understanding uh, of all of this stuff. But all of this stuff has to do with us because what Christ did was for us. Here it's talking about the blood of Jesus. And I mentioned last week, I think, how we have been brought near. Gentiles, we who were far from God, have been brought near 
by the blood of Jesus. So what was accomplished through the blood of Jesus was accomplished for us too, not just for the Jews, not just for the Hebrews. So this is very important stuff for all of us to understand. So this, this whole thing with Jesus offering himself once, and it was necessary that the copies of the things of the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. So why did God have all of this stuff done under the old covenant? We ha- again, we had, he had the priests. He had the sacrifices of calves and goats, but it couldn't actually do anything to take away the sins. Again, this was all symbolic. God ordained all of these things under the old covenant. People will accuse us of, well, if you're saying that none of that stuff counts anymore, then why would it, why would it be done? Well, God did it. God had it ordained for a certain time. It was something that was symbolic of the one sacrifice of Jesus that would be uh, for all sins for all time. The repeated sacrifices under the old covenant were symbolic of the one sacrifice of Jesus. Because these priests, it says earlier in the book of Hebrews, these priests were prevented from continuing by death. You see, these priests, this went on for centuries. The priests would get old, they would die. The priests would get old, they would die. That's just what happened. And so the things that they did couldn't provide eternal redemption. But what Christ did for us, he has appeared, it says, well, it says, um, not that, like you were reading, not that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters the most holy place every year with the blood of another. So the priest would enter the most holy place with the blood of bulls and goats. But Jesus, not that he should offer himself often, because then he would have to suffer often since the foundation of the world, but once, now at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Another reason why you can trust in the security of the forgiveness that you have from God, because Jesus appeared to put away sin. He didn't just forgive it, but he put it away. It's gone. You know, as far as the east is from the west, your sins have been taken away. And as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. So, And so people will focus on that verse. we got to end it here. Um, but uh, we can pick up on some of this next time. But people will say, as it is appointed for men to die once, but after this, the judgment. They will take that verse and will be like, so you're going to be judged. But... It says, it continues, so Christ, so Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. So that's so beautiful, so important for us to understand. Yeah, it was appointed for men to die once, but uh, Christ was offered once to bear the sins of many. So uh, I'm sure you've got more to say about this, Cap. We'll get into it next week on Growing in Grace. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.